Hello and you're very welcome to the Meat Chronicle Sports Podcast Talk A Good Game. I'm Fergal Lynch and I'm joined in the studio today by Jimmy Gagan and a very special guest from Drumbarra, former Mead junior footballer and Drumbarra superstar John Smith has uh, kindly dropped into the studio. John, you're very welcome. Thanks, Fergal. Uh, you're, you're, of course, work here in the Mead Chronicle with us and uh, you've got an insightful knowledge of the game. You like to come in and tell us when we're wrong and when we're right on a Monday morning anyway. So it's good to have you on board for our podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. Obviously, lads, there's a... Only one place we can start, and that was with Mead's performance, uh, a brave performance, albeit in defeat, against Donegal in the National Football League Division 2 final in Crow Park on Saturday. Jimmy, what were your views on it? Do, um, it, it was a brave performance, scintillating start from Mead, 1-6 to a point up after 13 minutes. Uh, you were always going to get, or Donegal were always going to get back into the game, but... Uh, Bit of a disappointing second half then. Uh, Fergal, I think you'll have to you'd have to go back a long way to uh, get a performance that Mead produced in the first half to match a performance that Mead produced in the first half in Crow Park or anywhere else really. They were superb throughout. It was dazzling football. I thought they were really passing the movement, uh, the scoring. Uh, it was it was really heartwarming to watch, and I'm sure every Mead supporter who was there was. Uh, you know, thinking that this is a new era and here we go. We're on our way to um, a piece of silver where the first piece of league silver since 2007. But unfortunately, uh, they were just got caught in the second. I think a lack of experience. What, what was most encouraging for me personally was the, the performance of the young players. You know, young Shane Gallagher. OK, Shane was sent off. But until then, he had a brilliant game. And, uh, you know, there's so many the, the other players who were just superb throughout. Mickey Newman, did he have a better game? You know, so... You know, he was brilliant in the first half as well. So, I mean, there's so many positive points from that opening half. OK, the second half was, it was um, you know, Donegal got, got on top and were the better team, you know, marginally the better team, but they, they, they got back and their goal was brilliant uh, finish by Brennan uh, to, to score. But certainly I, I, that first half performance, it's, it's something to build on. Absolutely. John, you um, have been to... Most of Mead's games this year, definitely all the home games anyway. Uh, so you've got to, got to see Mead a good bit. And of course yourself, you, you played at a, at a relatively high level, we call it, winning a junior championship, of course, with Drumbarra and uh, as a, a forward, a well-renowned scoring forward. But you, you did actually, before we get your views on the Mead game, you did actually, did actually line out for the Mead seniors in the challenge uh, a good few years ago, maybe not in your preferred position. How did well, that come I, w- I was a substitute, so that definitely wasn't my preferred <laughs> position, Fergal. Yeah, um, uh, well, that was I think it was '98 when the Drumbarra pitch was being officially opened. We played Tyrone in the challenge, and as was custom, or probably still is custom, uh, someone from the home club usually gets a run out if we haven't got a county man. So I had that honour on that day. It was still a great honour to play with me to play with cornerback, was it? Though? No, I think they brought no. They didn't bring me on cornerback. They brought me on. Kind of a Roman half back, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. not not your preferred generous, position. Not my preferred position. But yeah. anyway, the next generation of of John Smiths were in Crow Park on Saturday um, to watch the game. You brought your kids to it. Um, obviously, a great occasion. And and for for thirty minutes, they must have been wondering about you know what was all the fuss about Mead been in the doldrums for. It was a scintillating first half performance. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was excellent. Yeah, I brought my my son and daughter with me. Uh, I brought myself and my son went to all the home games this year, so you know he he's getting into it. It's great. 
Um, and he even he said to me in the car going up, you know, he says, I don't care, Daddy, about the result today because we got promoted. Yeah. So he had the right attitude, but uh, he didn't have that attitude at the end. He was devastated when they lost. I think once he saw the cup on the Hogan stand and, and maybe dreamed about me lifting it, <laughs> he, t- he took the game more seriously then. But yeah, he was disappointed. But overall, you couldn't be that disappointed with the performance, really. We probably, as Jimmy said there, we did lack a little bit of experience in the second half, I thought. Um, in the first half, we, we were brilliant. Uh, mentioned Mickey Newman there. I, I don't remember him having a better game from me. He was really... He was really on top for him. He was out in front. He was making different. We were we were sitting in the Cusick there in front of him in the first half, so we could see all the runs he was making. And even when he wasn't getting the ball in, you know, he was in space every time. So not just Mickey Newman, though. I thought Brian McMahon had an excellent game out half forward. It might have suited him a bit, a bit better being on the half forward line, a bit of more room to to move around. Sometimes when he's in the corner, maybe he's a bit starved of possession. So he loves it in Crow Park. He tends to play well in Crow Park. Yeah, and. It, I thought that was a turning point, him going off injured. You know, I know Graham Riley's a great sub to have to bring on, but maybe they wouldn't have brought him on that early. Ideally, I thought McMahon, I actually couldn't remember him having a better game for Mead for that 20, 25 minute spell either, maybe against Westmead that day when, when we lost. But, um, you know, so there was a lot of positives, but definitely, uh, you know, the, the experience and Michael Murphy in particular. Donegal really, really yeah. took over in the second half. Once they got the goal, like you couldn't see us coming back. Yeah, well, you, you know, we, we'll talk about Michael Murphy in a minute. And Andy McEntee had, uh, well, his statement, if you were to read it written down, there wasn't much uh, in it. But when you, when you hear the tone or the inflection in the statement, he was, uh, he was obviously wondering about Michael Murphy and how he got away with some of the stuff. But when we look back at players that played well, and you think, well, the Donegal full forward line scored 113 between them. But you can't really say that any of the Mead full back line had a bad game. Like Conor McGill marshalled, marshalled uh, uh, Michael Murphy pretty well, uh, held them scoreless from play. I know Ushin Gallen had a great game where an 18 year old scored four points, I think, from play and gave Seamus Lavin a, a, a bit of a tough time of it. But a lot of his scores were wonder scores from out wide and, and you know, excellent scores and led to good bit from good build up play from Donegal. But it's hard to say or single out anybody from Mead that had a bad game, Jimmy. Yes, I I, I did mention uh, Mickey Newman earlier on, but I was I was kind of reluctant then to, to pick out others because, um, you know, there, there are so many of them. You know, there are so many of them that did played, and that was the great thing about Saturday's game, Fergal. Just the the range, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the the fact of how they they, they performed as a unit, uh, fully fully fired up. Not nervous or anything like that. They didn't play in any way in, in a nervous way at all. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's you know one of the. I was in the 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 uh, post match press conference, shall we call it? Yeah. Which was you were there as which well. Which we have audio of. Yeah. And we'll play now in a couple of minutes. With Andy McIntyre, yeah. but I was just struck by the fact that Andy he didn't seem downhearted by the the defeat. The players, no doubt, were. But he, uh, I think, you know, he saw there that there was there's so much to build on. Okay, there is that lack of experience, but and that's you know what young players will take from Saturday's match is the experience. You know the way Donny Gall closed out the, the game, particularly players like Murphy, Michael Murphy. Uh, you know he won won um, throw-ins and so on. There were little little. Uh, shake of his body and a little push slight push here Used and there his arse, I think, is what well, well, yeah, well you could say that yeah. it's not it's in <coughs> substantial arse 
<laughs> it's, it's, it's just a pity, I suppose, it didn't win a cup because, you know, winning a trophy, as, as we know from managers have said in the past, soccer managers, well, I think of Brian Clough. I remember they won the uh, Anglo-Scottish Cup back when he took over. Excuse me, our man, you references last week because Brian Clough Anglo-Scottish Cup, the one back in the 70s when he took over Nottingham Forest manager. He wasn't there too long, but he said that was a very significant turning point. He said the Anglo-Scottish Cup, in his words, was a trophy that... Um, other managers regarded as a wouldn't regard it as a pot to even piss in, you know. So, oh, so, but I mean, un, unquote, unquote. Bring a beat button. But um, he certainly won that trophy and went on to, of course, much greater things from then on, winning the European. So it's a pity, in a way, me didn't win that trophy. It would have given the team, the young players, tremendous confidence. And, you know, OK, we have promotion, but that's something to build on. But um, yeah. it would be great with that trophy. Well, look, I, I look back at the game. Uh, I looked at the highlights on the Sunday game. I looked at the highlights of TG Carr last night. <coughs> and I watched, I watched it again twice, the, the whole game live on TG Carr. And I know everybody was frustrated. And we all say that Donegal were by far the better team in the second half. I actually don't think they were by far the better team in the second half. We had opportunities that if we had taken the opportunities when they presented themselves, I think of uh, the ball that Mickey Newman broke down brilliantly for Barry Dardis and he ran onto and he, he lashed it towards goal. Right option, right decision, just went wide of the left-hand post. I think of when, after Donegal got their goal, we had two really good scoring opportunities with Dara, a champion, had a good chance, probably took the wrong option shooting from a tight angle. And Graham Riley had a shot that... Nine times out of ten, it's a typical Graham Riley trademark point where he's running onto the ball and just glides the ball over the bar. This one dropped wide as well. Those two points had to gone over would have given Mead, would have got Mead back level at that time. So I think we had opportunities. Okay, when Donegal got their nose in front, they held on to the ball brilliantly. If they had been pressed, they probably could have pushed on and maybe got another couple of scores later on in the game. But I think Mead were, were very impressive. And uh, as, I, as I said to Andy in the press conference as well, that uh, there's plenty to build on. And where you think of where we came from going into the championship last year to, as to how we're going into it this year, it's definitely uh, green and gold shoots are, yeah. are appearing. I think Andy said it, it wasn't a no-show. So that, yeah. was, that was one of the uh, phrases he uses. So that was, I thought that was interesting. You know, yeah, well, the big fear was probably that, you know, geez, if we get a hiding here, if we pick up a bad injury, if we concede, uh, uh, you know, get suspensions or something like that. That was the big fear coming out of the game. And we didn't have that. We came out, John, with our reputation very much enhanced, not even intact, further enhanced. Oh, absolutely. Um, the big thing this year we were looking for, for from the league campaign was consistency. And um, like we could say, there was a consistent level of performance all the way through. I know, well, we did lose twice to Donegal, but we lost in two close games where we played most of the football in both games for long periods. But, you know, that's that's what we need to, to focus on, the consistency and the consistency of performance. And that's what the players and the management have been saying all year. So... You know, definitely it was a very positive league campaign. I saw um, a thing on, on Twitter yesterday where they ranked all 32 counties in the league and I think Mead had set, were second only to Derry. Um, there was a few teams joined second on points, but Mead scored their front's the best. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's um, very encouraging. And, um, you know, I wouldn't say we have an easy start to the championship, but we have definitely a winnable start to the, to the Lancer championship. Whereas last year we had two and out. So, you know, if you can get a couple of games in the championship, build momentum. And, you know, when we come up against, hopefully, Dublin and the Leinster final, 
um, you know, we can really put it up to them. Yeah. And last Saturday night's game will definitely stand to us because Donegal are definitely, you know, one of the top four or five teams in the country, mm. even though they're Division Two team this year, but, you know, they're definitely... They're champions. They're also champions, and you could see on Saturday, you could see that they were a class team. They were really up against it after 10 or 15 minutes but they didn't panic they didn't put the head down and say oh it's only a league final they, they dug in they changed their system a little bit they negated us a little bit and then you know when they got the chances they kicked some excellent scores yeah, yeah. so sometimes you have to just say you were beaten by a very slightly better team on the night yeah. which we were but you know we could have gone up there and been hammered and been, been back to square one a little bit but that didn't happen you know we went up we played excellently and we just fell short. So, you know, there is a lot to build on yeah, from well the that, league campaign. As you said there, we can't take anything away from Donegal. They are a top, in my opinion, a top five side as well. And and when you look at what they concede, conceded throughout the league, Clare scored 13 points. We scored 14 up in Bally Buffet. Uh, Tipperary scored 3-9. OK, it's 12 scores, but it's probably uh, similar enough to what Mead had scored. But at 3-9... Uh, Fermanagh scored 13 points Armagh scored 11 Cork scored 112 and Kildare scored 10 so for us to get 115 against them was a good return um, and in their last two games of the league as well they scored 119 against Cork and 120 against Kildare so you know they were in and around that 117 total that they scored last Saturday they'd been in and around that for their last few games so you know we're there and we're thereabouts and uh Andy McEntee was of that impression as well. I'm just going to play the audio from the press conference. You'll have to forgive the questioning. The, the recorders were on the table in front of Andy. I don't like the way it's done up in Crow Park where we all just have to put your recorders on the table and sit back up in an auditorium. So the questions are hard to hear, um, but you still get a flavour of what was on Andy's mind after the game. Uh, he started off the first question that was asked of him, I think, was about uh, was the goal the difference in the game. Uh, which Andy didn't really say that the goal was the difference. He did just say that Donegal were the better team in the second half. So here's Andy's complete unedited interview from uh, after the game on Saturday night. Ah, look at I mean, I think if I think if we're brutally honest, uh, Donegal probably started the second half stronger than us and and uh, looked the stronger team in the second half throughout. Uh, you know, the goal. Uh, I'd like to see it again, but I mean, I, I think it's, it was probably coming. You know, uh, they were they were running hard uh, down the middle, and uh, we didn't. My recollection of it, I, I saw a couple of guys. We didn't track the runner, and all of a sudden, the goal comes. Uh, and it was, I mean, again, like 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 the game up in Bally Buffet. They have momentum at that stage, and it was uh, it was we were finding it difficult to deal with them. No, no, we uh, we played it as as, as we saw it. Uh, you know, that's 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 the way we decided to do it on the day. You know, that's uh, certainly get, they got certain a lot of reward from their inside line. Yeah. Was it that the game followed a similar pattern? Actually, I don't think it did. To be perfectly honest, uh, maybe the scoreline might be might be similar, but uh, you know, in, in Bally Buffet. Uh, up to 60 minutes, we were we were definitely stronger. I would say the second half in general, Donegal was stronger today. Yeah, had a great start. Yeah, and and uh, <coughs> had had a, had a goal disallowed. I don't know about that, uh, but we were we were lively. Brian McMacken actually was a, was a loss. I thought he was he he looked very lively and. Uh, 
yeah, he pulled the hamstring. So uh, he uh, he was a bit of a loss, and uh, we didn't get the same return from that area of the pitch that uh, you know after after he went off. Ah, <laughs> oh, look, I mean, I, everybody, you know, our goal at the start of the year was to gain promotion, but uh, nobody likes coming up to Croke Park and, and coming out the wrong side of a result, and, and we're certainly uh, we're certainly hurting a little bit, yeah. Ah, oh, look, a promotion was 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 definitely, you know, that that was top of the agenda, but. You need to. We needed to find out could we come to Croke Park and could we perform, uh, and we did for large parts. We performed, but uh, in the end, we weren't we weren't strong enough to to, to uh, finish the game off. Ah, sure. They, I mean, the, the first the first half and the first first twenty minutes in particular, we looked we looked. Uh, I think we first half we had thirteen shots of goal. We had ten scores, uh, so uh, and and could have had a few more. Uh, so I mean, there was a, there was a lot of positives. Uh, I suppose the negatives are you won't win many goal many games if you concede one nineteen, is it? Seventeen, one seventeen. You want to be you want to be pretty good up at the far end to win games like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and and shots that we never looked like missing in 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 the in the first half when we were on a bit of a roll, all of a sudden they started to drop short or they started to go wide, and uh, I guess that's what happens. That's what pressure does, and uh, Donegal exerted enough pressure on us to to I suppose to to make those shots a little bit more difficult. Ah, oh, he was a, he was a huge factor. I mean, I don't know what he walked away with, but uh, score wise, but. I mean, he's 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 a uh, he's a target man. Uh, he uh, he's very influential in a lot of areas. He's very influential. Sorry. Oh, he's just very influential all around the field. You know, we we get a guy who gets two yellow cards, and I think the ball Michael gets gets booked and gets ticked on maybe three or four occasions. That possible? Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I doubt it. Yeah, and they have you know they've a lot of quality players. I mean, you look at uh, you look at uh, you call for reinforcements and you call for Neil McGee and and, and fellas like that. You know, uh, they have they have, and you can see they were very they were very controlled when they got when they got uh, on top, and we struggled to get our hands on the ball. Yeah, well, I suppose Donegal wouldn't have scored, wouldn't have conceded one one fifteen in too many games. It's it, it, it's probably the nature of 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 Croke Park, the, the speed of the game, uh, the speed of the pitch. It's it's a different style of game out there, and uh, uh, it's probably you know the conditions are, are you know it's a good good conditions there this evening for a game of football. So uh, I'd say it adds to that a little bit. Yeah, well, it, it actually, actually, it's probably the the, the the first game that had really hurt us in. Uh, but then again, I suppose we haven't come up against uh, against Murphy be, you know, up to date. 
So when you have a big target man like that and you're putting decent quality ball in, and they put some decent quality ball in, so it's very, it's very hard to deal with. Not against Donegal, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, look, I don't, I don't mind it. It, it encourages people to, to, like Mickey Newman uh, made, 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 uh, made hay there today as well. I mean, in the first half, I thought he was excellent. So uh, I, I, I'm not against it. No, they're they're with their they're with their clubs this week. There's club championship in me next weekend, uh, and then there's club championship two weekends after that again. So uh, they're with the club for a week, then they're with us for a week, and then they're back with the clubs for a week. So. I, I, a little bit frustrating. Uh, I mean, we're out earlier than than a lot of counties because of of last year's performance. So. It means our our preparation for Offaly is a little bit shorter than I would have liked, but I mean, you know, club football has to go on. It's very important, and uh, it is what it is. I think that's that's, that's a fair understatement. Uh, for, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, look at there's there's initial disappointment with not winning the game there today, but I think we can take an awful lot from from our performances throughout the league, uh, and even from the performance there today. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a no show. Uh, ultimately, in in the end, I think we weren't good enough. Okay, so as you can hear from from Andy there, he was a uh, a little bit disappointed uh, not to come away with the win, but as we spoke to as well, you know, he was looking for a performance. As you said, Jimmy, he mentioned that there was no, no, no show, uh, and he was happy enough with the performance. And uh, a little bit frustrated as well. He mentions there that the players have to go back to their clubs now for the start of the club championship. So we're just going to do the exact same now. We're going to go on and just spend a couple of minutes uh, talking about the start of the club football championships in Mead this weekend. In this week's Chronicle, we have a 12 pages, John, or 16-page supplement uh, preview in the football championships in Mead. really is unique. You won't get it anywhere else. Uh, just a, an excellent supplement that's been produced by the sports department here in the Mead Chronicle. Just looking forward at the club championships. So we're just going to spend a couple of minutes looking ahead to it. Um, it's a big year, Jimmy, for the club football championships in Mead, considering what's coming down the line with the restructures for next year. So the senior football championship is going to be very interesting, both in terms of who's going to win the Keegan Cup and also who's going to be relegated with three teams going down this year. Exactly, uh, Fergus. It's going to be very competitive. And this is something, that, of course, that the the powers that be have been working towards for some years. And I think it's a very good move because it's the whole idea is to make the championship more competitive. And I think, uh, you know, and, and we, we spoke about me there, but I think, you know, the senior football, obviously most of the players will come from that section. And if they're playing in a more competitive uh, championship on home turf, well, you know, th th that's going to improve them as players. I think that's one of the, uh, back in the day, uh, the, you know, when, when the, the group phases were first introduced, John Boylan was very sceptical about that because he thought with more games, um, lack of cut and thrust in the championship, that the players would become less competitive. And perhaps that's one of the reasons why Mead football have fallen away in recent years. But uh, the, the Yeah, the fear of losing. <laughs> we, we've spoken about that before, that the fear of losing has been taken out of Mead football, both by 
the backdoor system in the All Ireland Championship and also with the group system that the way it is in the Mead Club Championship. But the the draws were done back in March, um, so the clubs have had a good while now to have a look at their their opponents in the championship and um, just have a quick rundown through the group sides and might get a suggestion of your a little prediction as to who might come out of each group and who could be in the relegation. Of course, three come out of each group uh, and the bottom two will go into a relegation playoff where they'll play off against uh, the bottom twos in, in the other groups as well with the three losers of those three playoffs being relegated. So just Group A, the champ- Senior Championship, we have Centralstown, O'Mahony's, Screen, St. Pat's, Gail Colin Kill and Dunshockland. John, I might go to you first. Um, who would be your fancy three to come out at? Well, straight away, you'd go for maybe Gail Colum Kill and Avon O'Mahony's. Uh, Avon O'Mahony's seem to be going very well in the league this year under Kevin Riley. And Gail Colum Kill have been, I think, there or thereabouts for the last couple of years um, at the latter stages. After that then, between Centristown, Dunshockland and Screen, really, I, I don't see St. Patrick's pushing for the top three, really. I think Centristown... Screen and Dunshockland, it's very tight to call between those three. Possibly maybe go for Screen, but any one of those three could could be the third team in that division. Yeah, and one of those three then, if you're to go by that reckoning, will also be involved in the relegation. So uh, if you're saying you don't fancy St. Pat's to come out, you're you're saying that they could probably be in the relegation playoff from that group. Yeah, well, you know, it's going to be difficult for St. Pat's against the quality of teams in that division, really. Realistically, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Centristown might struggle. They they could be the second team. I don't see them getting relegated, but they could be possibly in a relegation playoff. Yeah. Okay, Jimmy, and, and what's your view on it? We'll try and fly through these ads because there's a good few to get through. Yeah, so. Fergal, I think that's the the group of death. All right, in the senior football championship, and uh, the teams I would Mahoney's obviously I think they're going so well in the league and uh, they they've got some good players coming up. Um, I I would, I would go for Kells, uh, Gail Colum Kill, I should say. Yeah. And. Uh, Screen, I think I'd go for screen as well. I think they've improved, you know. Okay, it was what season before last, so we're now almost relegated. It was a relegation yeah. battle, so um, but I think they're they're improving all the time. So, those three for me, and bottom two, well, yeah. I mean, St. Pat's, uh, they've been there, you know, been they've they always manage to get a, a victory. They're they're an incredible team because it looked they're looked doomed so many times, and they always manage to get a victory, dig out a win just at the right time. But it's a very tough group, and I, I, I can't see Centristown could maybe struggle as well than Shockland, but I can't see them finishing bottom. So I think St Pat's will will be the team going into the relegation battle. Okay, I, well, for for my pennies worth, I think the way O'Mahony's have started in the league, they'd have to be considered to come out of the group. Gail Colum Kill as well have, have been there thereabouts as the last couple of years as you mentioned John but their form in the league is, hasn't been great this year uh, Screen who won the league last year have started the year poorly this year you don't know what way were they thinking last year they were flying in the league and disappointed in the championship so they might try and, and have a little look at that um, Shockland to me could be ones that might sneak into that third place so I'm going to go with O'Mahony's Gail Colum Kill and Dunshockland and uh, as everybody agrees, St. Pat's were St. Pat's were fortunate enough last year. They beat uh, Blackhall Gales in the relegation final, so they survived. Difficult to see them surviving this year. Uh, I think Centralstown could be the ones that will join them there. So Group B, then we have Manalvi, Rakenny, Longwood, Ratoat, Dunmore, Ashburn, and Summerhill. Jimmy, do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, well, I think Fergal, Summerhill, of course. You know, they 
Uh, I don't know if they'll get back to another final, but they, they should certainly get out of that group. And uh, Dunamore Ashburn, of course, will be very strong as well. So certainly go for those two. And I think Retort, Retort, of course, you know, they have so many good players. That I think sooner or later they're going to actually go all the way. And, um, you know, they've experienced now as well. Conor McGill, uh, Joey Wallace, Eamon Wallace. I'm not too sure how, how fit the two Wallace brothers are. Right, OK, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, even without them, like, they have still got some excellent players. And I certainly think they'll, they'll get out of the group, maybe the get it to a semi-final at least. You know, and so the bottom two? And the bottom two then for that would, well, um, Longwood. I think will really struggle. This they're back up there since the forties, nineteen forties, in top division in this county, um, and you know, it's a huge leap. I can't see them. It's a massive leap, and I can't see them getting a uh, getting a victory. Even I'll be struggling. Maybe Rakenny there in Longwood, but Rakenny in Longwood. But I think Longwood in the relegation. So it's the two of them. It's, all, it's the two. So you're saying yeah, Rakenny yeah, and yeah, Longwood. Yeah, yeah, John. <coughs> yeah, it's it's hard to disagree with Jimmy on that one. Um, really, Summerhill. Dunmore, Ashburn and Retote look to be the three strongest. I, I wouldn't write Manalvi off yet either. I think, you know, I think Manalvi, towards the end of last year, had improved a good bit. Uh, they struggled at the start of the year. So they'll push for the spot. Um, Longwood, like, realistically, Longwood's achievement of winning intermediate last year was, was fantastic Remarkable, achievement, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because I know we had played them, Drumbarra had played them in a, in a relegation playoff the year before. And uh, even though... They were way too good to be relegated out of intermediate. Um, you didn't see them winning an intermediate championship the following year. So I think they'll struggle. I think Rock Kenny will prob probably struggle as well. So I'd go for Dunmore, Ashburn, Summerhill and Matote. But I fancy Manalby to, to push those three closely for the third spot. Okay, well, I, I'll go snap with all that, except I just mightn't. I can't see Manalby pushing for, the, for that third spot. I think it's pretty clear cut. Uh, for Retote, Dunmore, Ashburn, Summerhill and I'll agree with the two teams that could be in relegation bother are going to be Rakenny and Longwood uh, between Rakenny and Manalvi for that second from bottom spot but yeah I'll go along with, with, with Rakenny uh, Group C is Dunboyne, Coraha, Nafina, St. Colm Kills, Simonson Gales and Wolf Tones I'll lead off just to get it, to get it pretty quick uh, fancy the champions Dunboyne I fancy the team that won the previous two before that, Simonstown, to come out of that group. And I'm going to go with Nafina to take third place in that one. I think they've got a serious uh, serious quantity of good, young, high-quality players coming through. When you think of Luke Kelly off the minors last year, Shane Walsh, uh, Sean Martin, they've Owen McDonald who's in with the Mead Seniors, you have Ethan Devine who's in with the Mead Seniors. They still have lads like Connor Downey, Johnny Baldwin, probably the best goalkeeper in the championship in Shane Garrity. Uh, I think Nafina could spring a surprise or two, and I fancy them to come out of that division. In terms of relegation, it looks like it could be between... It's a tough one on, on because all the teams are, are, are decent. And it looks like it could be between Corahan and St. Colin Kills as the bottom two. Uh, Jimmy, do you want to give me your top three? And well, Dunboyne, of course, uh, they'd have to be firm fair to come out of that group. Uh, Simonstown as well. And I think uh, St. Colm Kills, Ben Brennan, Graham Riley, um, Young Connell, you know, they've got tremendous players all over and uh, they did well last year. So I think they, they'll get out of that group. Um, now, they're, oh, they're struggling. It's difficult. Coraha, you know, you'd have to see as the number one uh, candidate for relegation there. 
and perhaps uh, Wolf Tones are they? They have there's some very good players coming up, but maybe they might, they might need an another record in the Mead Championship and uh, getting yeah. to the knockout stages well yeah, Tones yeah. and I know when you look at it and you, you look at the quality the teams that they're playing you think alright well maybe they won't make it this year but they have a serious and under you know they, they have a serious mm. pedigree in the Senior Football Championship yeah, since well, they came up and under Tony Kearney uh, of course one of the shrewdest managers around sure. uh, Tony will have certainly have them and they have some very good young players coming up as well through their ranks but as it might just be a year that they might take another year, but it'll be a close call. But those two, yeah, for the relegation. Very quickly, John. Then Group C, three to B. Um, I think Jimmy called Group A as the group of death. I think I'd I'd give that moniker to Group C. Um, you know, like I think Dunboyne and Simonstown should definitely come out of the group. But between Nafina, St. Column Kills, and Wolf Tones, it's going to be very very tight for yeah. that third spot. I don't see Curaha challenging. Um, I think they'll they'll be in the relegation battle. But um, out of those three, I fancy maybe St. Column Kills. You know they've got they've got three men. They're thereabouts on the mid team now, scoring forwards really the three of them. So uh, Ben Brennan, Conlon, and Graham Riley. So maybe St. Column Kills for the third spot. Okay, and the bottom two. Uh, the bottom two, I'd go for Curaha, and. Possibly Nafina. I know you think Nafina have a lot of good young players, but it's just such a tough group. It's it very is. hard to call one. Well, it's mad that one of us thinks that they'll get, get through to the knockout stages and the other things that could be involved in a relegation. It just goes to show how tight that group is. Right, lads. So, real quick, I want one word answers. Meet senior football champions for 2019. Jimmy, go. I think Omani's. That's not one word. <laughs> well, Omani's, well, I think, Fergal. Uh, because John. They're, they're going so well. I'm going to agree with Jimmy O'Mahony's. I'm going with Dunboyne. Uh, three teams to be relegated, lads. Three words. Jimmy. St. Pat's. Okay. Longwood. Okay. And Curaha. Okay. John. I'll go for the same three. I'm going to go with St. Pat's, Longwood, and the bold one here, which won't make me very popular, Rackenny. I think they might struggle, even though a class act like Donald Keoghan be ashamed to see him going down, but uh, I think it, it could be a step too far for them. Quick run through the intermediate then, lads, just to uh, go through it. The, the same format applies. Um, three groups again, three to come out of each as group. Last year. Uh, yeah. As, as Yeah, well, as the yeah. senior championship, so the same format applies to the senior championship. Three to come out. Of course, there's no relegation from the no intermediate relegate, yeah. this year. Yeah. So... Uh, we don't have to worry about relegation. So Group A is Oldcastle, Knobber, Mead Hill, Kilmainham, John Your Club, Drumbarra and Ballinlock. It's a real North Mead flavour to that group, Jimmy. Uh, three yeah. to come out. Well, I would uh, Oldcastle, uh, Ballinlock, you know, got into the final last year and um, uh, Knobber, I guess, you know, does. Okay. Knobber, yeah. So John, make yourself uh, popular around the streets of, of North Mead, Kells. Well, um, <laughs> Well, old ca- you'd fancy definitely Oldcastle and Ballon Lot to come out. Uh, but uh, I've been at a few of the Drumbarra League games this year and they have a few new young players. So they're going well, so it's, it'll be tight between them and maybe Nobber and Mead Hill. Uh, I don't know, Kilmainham are not going great in the league, but you never know in the Championship. Well, I'll go for Drumbarra as the third team. Okay, okay, you're just saving your bacon there. Uh, Jimmy, uh, oh yeah, I better go for ones. Okay, well, uh, Oldcastle, Nobber and Ballon Lock. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. There are my, my fancies from that group. Group B, uh, John, we'll go to you. Castletown, Sidon, 
St. Michael's, Bechtel, Trim and Ballinabracky. Three out again. Yeah, well, this, this uh, you could say the group of death for the intermediate, I'd say. Um, I think Trim, you know, I think Trim definitely should come out of that group. I'd say maybe Castletown, they, they're, they've 100% record in the league, so I'll go for them and I'll go for Ballinabracky, always perennial contenders as well. Jimmy? Yeah, Trim, I'm, I'm going for there. Ballinabracky, of course, as well, you know, into the semi finals last year. Um, I think Sitton. Sitton. I, I know they they had, they're in Division One. Yeah. The only intermediate club. I think I think I'm correct in saying they're in Division One. So, okay, they're not going great. Well, they're struggling to get wins, but I think the experience of playing at that high level will help them. So that's the three I'm going for: Fergal, Trim, Ballinabracky, and Sitton. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you with regards Sitton as well, and and that's what I was thinking. But Castletown are flying as well, unbeaten. But uh, I'll go with Trim, Ballinabracky. And I'm going to go, just to be different from you boys, I'm going to go with St. Michael's. I think they were in the final a couple of years ago. Uh, they have all the, the potential there to, to make a decent impact again, the intermediate. And as John says, it is the group of death in the intermediate and any team is capable of beating the others. And I just fancy there won't be much between any of them, but St. Michael's might sneak in there along with Trim and Ban Uh Group C is Blackhall Gales, Dunmore Ashburn, Dunboyne. Delete Bellystown, Walterstown and Dunderry. Some big names there, uh, either senior clubs, second teams or clubs that used to be highly regarded senior clubs as well. So uh, to see Blackhall Gales and Walterstown and Dunderry still in the intermediate or Blackhall Gales down from the senior last year operating in the intermediate, it's uh, those three clubs are, are probably fancying themselves as being senior sides. Uh, Dunmore Ashburn, Dunboyne coming up from junior last year. Uh, I wouldn't fancy their chance of making an impact. Delete Bellystown were disappointing enough last year. Dunham Ashburn always have a strong second team, but it is a second team at the end of the day. So I'm going to go with, this is a tough one to call, I'm going to go with Dunderry anyway. I'm going to go with Walterstown to come out, and I'm going to go with Dunham Ashburn as the third team to come out. Jimmy? Uh, can you hand me that pin that I usually use <laughs> yeah, for yeah, picking yeah. out these? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's... Uh, I certainly need it for this one. Uh, who knows how these uh, the second teams will be like? What they'll be like because they could be, you know, they could be very weak or they could be very strong depending on how the first team is going. But in injuries, but uh, oh, I would say, you know, yeah, it's difficult this one. You know, I think Dunderry, I'd certainly go for them. All right, um, you know, uh, Waterstown, I'll, I'll, I'll go for. Uh, they're they're struggling now in the league though, but they, they might they might do enough to get out of the. The, the group and um, I'd go for Dunamore Ashburn that pin that where the pin fell Jimmy <laughs> yeah, the pin fell okay John your three yeah well straight away go for Dunderry I think Dunderry should be strong enough to get out of that group um, the other ones are hard to call I think maybe Black Hall might come out and I actually fancy Dunbine second team they've been very strong at junior for the last couple of years so I don't think they'll win the championship but I think I fancy them to get out of the group okay so one word answers, Jimmy. Who'll win the intermediate? I'm going for. Uh, <laughs> I'm going for Trim, Fergal. Okay, Who's John. One word answer. Who'll win the intermediate? I'm going for Old Castle. Okay. I'm going to go for Trim as well. We've seen as uh, we're being biased in here. I'm going to go for Trim as well. Really quick, lads, just to fly through the junior. No disrespect to the junior, but we are running out of time. Uh, Group A, John Beliver, Carnaross, Minolti, Clonard, Saint Ultans, and Moila. In Group A, um, we, 
do you know what? And Group B is Cortown, Camain and Woods, St Vincent's, Dunsany, Clannagale and St Bridget's. And Group C is made up of second teams of Navanamatney, Sanchestown, Gale Columkill, Nafina, Screen, Dunshocklin, Summerhill and Wolf Tones. Who will win the Junior Football Championship, John? Well, um, I'll go for my neighbours, Karen Ross. I think the last couple of years they've been getting closer and getting closer and uh, they've good man managing them there, Tommy Shine. He's won championships before. So I think Karen Ross will get over the line this year. Jimmy? Yes, I'm going for Conor Ross as well, Fergal. Uh, you know, they, they've, uh, they were ambushed last year in the semi-final uh, against St. Vincent's and, you know, fair play to St. Vincent, but it was a shock result and uh, nobody expected them. I think if they'd got over that, they would have gone on to win it, so I'm going for them. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for Conor Ross as well. There's some class players, young players, and I've seen them in the Tolchin Cup final against St. Vincent's last year. They got their measure of revenge in that game, so I will go for Conor Ross as well, but I wouldn't rule out... You know, the likes of Beliver, who they meet in the first round as well. Beliver had a good year last year. Depends how uh, how they integrate the hurlers of Killine and Kildaki into the Beliver football team. If they can give the commitment to the football, they could be there or thereabouts. Um, so I'll go with Karen Ross anyway on that. And then really quickly then, we'll just finish up on the Junior B Championship, uh, which sees Slane, Boards Mill, Drumconrath, Kilbride and St Mary's. Nobber, Ratoth, Manalvi, Dunboyne and Dalik Bellistown in Group B. And Group C is St. Columkill, St. Pat's, Simestown, Dunhamore, Ashburn and Trim. Um, I, I have done the preview this week on the Junior B and I must admit I have fairly limited knowledge in Junior B, just marginally more limited than my knowledge of the senior before you jump in there with a the smart arse <laughs> comment. But uh, I have gone with Kilbride. Uh, they've started well in the league this year, have recorded a couple of impressive wins that beat Slane comfortably enough in A-League Division 4. Uh, also ran Clannagale, or beat Clannagale by a point in the league as well. Uh, they've been knocking on the door, there thereabouts for a while. Uh, I know Slane were beaten last year in the, in the final by Nafina, uh, <coughs> so they might have seen their opportunity going that one, so I'm going to go with Kilbride for the Junior B. Jimmy? I think I'll go for Slane, Fergal, because okay. a lot of work has been going on, a lot of work underage in recent years. Uh, they, were, they got to the semi-final there was it two years well I know that last, last year, year not in the final, final but in the yeah. semi-final two years ago last year in the final they're, get, you know, they're getting closer all the time I think this could be their year John yeah I'll agree with you Fergal I think uh, the one thing you didn't mention there was they had a very strong under 21 team last year as well yeah so um, one you know as well I think Kilbride yeah I think Kilbride really they've been down junior B for a while but they are I think they'd actually compete well even if they're in the junior A this year so I fancy them to go up Okay lads so that was just a quick look back at the championship we really should have wrote all those uh, predictions down but we'll, we'll go back over it again and uh, come back and, and see who's been there thereabouts it's been a, a GA podcast this week lads didn't get much of a chance to talk about anything else but uh, fair play to um, Sarah Tracy who represented Ireland in the World Cross Country Championships uh, really tough course probably one of the toughest course ever in our house in uh, Denmark so she did really well I know 73rd overall she probably would have had higher hopes but did really well there Mead Camogie team lost out in the National Camogie League Division 2 quarter final by 8 points to 7 uh, to West Mead you know they've struggled to get their scoring boots in the last few games and it came back to haunt them there against West Mead the Mead ladies under 16s had a and win over Dublin in the championship so it's great to see Mead ladies are, are coming back um, scoring wins over Dublin at any grade is always good so uh, as I said we have a busy weekend coming up with club football championships 
Uh, plenty to talk about on next week's podcast again. So uh, thanks very much to Jimmy Gagan for joining us and John Smith for joining us. I'm Fergal Lynch and we've been talking a good game.